Alright everybody, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me, giving me a lot of support for signing the People in Tech podcast, and I want to really first say thank you for supporting me, but this Anchor platform has been amazing and been changing my life, getting me connected with some people in this industry that I never thought I would actually get to not only have conversations with, but learn from. And I know some of you who are tuning in are asking, Caleb, how'd you start a podcast? You know, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, keep it simple. The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And we ridiculously easy to use. My very first episode I did for my iPhone 6 Plus. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too. So you can get paid to do your own podcast. Hop on the Anchor platform so we can collaborate and build this community up. You know, one thing I love most about Anchor is that they're constantly being innovative, you know, allowing podcasts to leverage music, get sponsorship, get paid, and ultimately be the best content creator you can be. So if you've always wanted to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Oh no, are you worried about GitHub getting the same treatment like Skype and LinkedIn did? Oh gosh. What about the Atom Editor? Is it just going to pick up and vanish and be replaced with VS Code? What about open source? What does this mean for open source? What about tools like Xamarin and Electron? Are we just going to be forced to use Microsoft product? Are we going to be forced to use Bing? Are we going to be solicited with Bing ads? Check out today's episode as we talk about Microsoft acquiring GitHub. Are you listening? You're listening to the People in Tech podcast, a technology show that's made for the people. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about the tech giant Microsoft acquiring GitHub, one of the most visited sites in the world, for $7 billion. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. I wish I had somebody come up to me and talk about acquiring something for $7 billion. I'll take $7. But yo, guys, we have an exciting podcast today because we're going to be going over some of the concerns, some of the jokes we've been seeing on Instagram and Reddit. I know some people have been asking me questions like, I thought Microsoft was this closed circle, and now it seems like they're the innovators, and they're open source, and they're, it's a whole new Microsoft under new leadership. It's a new age, new time, 2018, guys. Uh, this is going to be fun educating podcast we're gonna have Sharon give her input we're gonna be going over all things related to how this acquisition can not only mean a lot moving forward for Microsoft but what it can mean for developers moving forward let's get into it somebody in the house say hell yeah somebody in the house Tick tock, get on, stop, stop to the hot. Tick tock, get on, stop, stop to the hot. Tick tock, get on, stop, stop to the hot. Tick tock, get on, stop, stop to the hot. Tick tock, get on, stop, stop to the hot. Tick tock
Now for today's episode, guys, we're going to keep it real informative as I want you to come to the show and not only get your education. Yes, I said that incorrectly. But yes, I want you to come to the show, be entertained, but also be educated what's going on in the world. And before we start off today's episode, please make sure to check me and Sharon out over at the Patreon account. Uh, it's going to be linked in the show notes below. But again, Patreon is a content delivery platform helping us create better content for you guys. You guys know the motto. We are here for you. Now, when I heard about Microsoft acquiring GitHub, oh, my man, man, my... My brain was just exploding because I literally sat there and thought to myself, times have changed, man. Like, the days of Bill Gates and this making money and this putting windows on every computer out there, you know, I'm not saying those are gone, but it's just funny how in 2018, Microsoft has become like this open source success, right? Like, if you really look back, like at Microsoft was all about locking things down and making sure if you wanted to use their software, you had to pay for it. Now, back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I'm talking like 2015, GitHub was valued at $2 billion. So that was like 2015, right? Now Microsoft is paying $7.5 billion in the stock for the company in a deal that should close later this year. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, and maybe you've been underneath a couch, or maybe you've been on Castaway, like my boy Tom Hanks, I don't know where you've been, but if you don't know what GitHub is, GitHub is a large code repository that has become very popular with developers and companies hosting entire projects, documentation, and code. I'm talking about Apple, Amazon, Google, and many other tech giants. And not even tech giants, just many tech companies use GitHub. I use GitHub. Employers, when you're interviewing for a developer role, they will look at your GitHub account. GitHub, again, is in the top five websites visited out of all the websites out there. Now, GitHub will be led by new CEO, Nat Friedman, the founder of Xamarin, who will report to Microsoft Cloud and AI chief, Scott, I think it's pronounced, uh, Gertry. Now, GitHub CEO and co-founder Chris Wanshath would now become a technical fellow at Microsoft, also reporting to Scott. 
Now this is really, really, this is a cool situation because, you know, GitHub is such a tech giant. But there are some people who get into the tech world, guys, and they have an app, they have an idea, and it blows up. But they don't really want to do the business part. They'll do it as long as they can, and they'll do a great job. But I guarantee if you talk to some of the people who are true technologists, they really just want to focus on building great technology. And once you have a successful product, you have to run the company. You have to be like the business mind as well as the technical mind. And sometimes that gets taxing, that gets wearing. And I'm not saying it's necessarily the case for Chris, but you know, I'm just want my listeners to understand like something like this, you have like again, you have options. Now if I'm GitHub, a lot of people were asking me, Hey Caleb, why didn't they go public? That's an option. You can go public, but once you go public, now you have to keep these people who are investing in your company happy. You got see the problem when you go public, you can be like Facebook and your stock starts off at twenty dollars when you IPO. And now I think it's around I well, you know what, let's find out real quick. Facebook stock. One eighty eight. I was gonna say ninety, but that was like the last time I checked it. But it started off at twenty dollars. Now if I were to sit here and tell you what Twitter stock is, you would laugh because it I think it IPO'd at like $16, $17, give or take, and is at a whopping $39 at the time of this recording. So there's some risk with IPO. You can be a Facebook and just continuously grow and show that, hey, we have a great business model, a sustainable business, and we continually plan to build upon what we've already created. Or you can be like Twitter and go IPO, and you're like, we have something, but we don't know what we have. But you guys know we have something, right? I'm not trying to hate. I'm just trying to put out the facts out there for you guys. Now, from a Microsoft standpoint, it's very easy to imagine why Microsoft would want to acquire GitHub. Microsoft killed its own GitHub competitor, CodePlex, uh, back in December. And now it's the top contributor to GitHub. Microsoft has more than 1,000 employees actively pushing a GitHub repository. Uh, it's popularity amongst developers. Uh, you could see Microsoft earn some much-needed trust and respect from developers. That was something, like I said earlier in the episode, they've kind of lacked. They've always been this closed loop that if you want to be in the Microsoft world, you have to do it our way. There is no in-between. But with the creation of Visual Studio Code, which is now like the go-to editor for any JavaScript developer, you know the fact that they are open-sourcing product, the fact that you can work at Microsoft and work on an Apple machine, even though you're in a Microsoft building. Like those are the mentality changes that's happened over the last few years at Microsoft. So I'm really excited about them acquiring GitHub. I think there's a lot of good things that's going to go into it, but there are some concerns I know some people have had. Seven billion dollars. They bought GitHub for seven billion dollars. Caleb, with that kind of money. We could buy the Phoenix Suns and make them a good team again. With that kind of money, we could buy 200 million Egg McMuffin meals from McDonald's. You could buy a 59.6 carat diamond ring and still have plenty of change. We could buy a yacht. We could have actual gold in our tacos. We could pay student debt off. Well, actually, we are not going to do that. Let someone else figure that out. 
Yeah, Sharon, I agree. If we got $7 billion, I don't think we should be worried about satisfying or solving the student debt problem in the United States. Let somebody else deal with that. Now, in terms of the acquisition, me being a software developer, and I know the community in itself, we're a little skeptical and worried about this acquisition. Simply because Microsoft in the past, they have a track record of taking a really good thing and not making it so good. Things that come to mind are Skype, like we mentioned earlier. When Microsoft acquired Skype, it was like, hey, we're bringing in this phenomenal piece of software. And then they just put their Microsoft Touch to it. And at the time, I just was not liking the Microsoft Touch. And I use it at my current job today, but it's very clunky. I felt my, Skype was on this great path to being this one, one of the most innovative companies. And then once it got purchased, it was like, yeah, I don't like Skype anymore. I actually don't even use it for my podcast anymore. Uh, you know, so that's one example. If you guys remember Nokia, the unbreakable phones, the phones that you can charge and keep charged for about three or four days. Yeah, here's a funny story. A senior director, VP, somebody high up in the food chain at Microsoft, left Microsoft to join Nokia. Funny story, fast forward a few months or a year later or so, Microsoft acquires Nokia. I've always thought that was funny. I've always looked at that kind of like, hey, do you feel like Microsoft is so diabolical that they sent somebody over as an infiltrator and they're like, hey, you're going to go over to Nokia, you're going to figure out what their weaknesses is, and then we're going to come in with a deal they can't refuse and acquire that company. Now, those are just examples. But yeah, the, the acquisition of Skype, the acquisition of LinkedIn. Now, I still like using LinkedIn, but some will say they've been very upset, especially recruiters from the UI, UX perspective. It seems like a lot of things have happened in the past where Microsoft came in and were like, hey, we're just going to change it up. Why? Because we're Microsoft. We're going to change it up. It's not Microsoft-y enough, right? But I will say this. There are a lot of positives for Microsoft and GitHub users. Now, Microsoft has been actively pushing open source technology, and the company has powered things like PowerShell, Visual Studio Code, which is still, to this day, my favorite JavaScript editor. And if it's not yours, hit me up. Download Visual Studio Code. Visual Studio Code. It's free to download. It has some of the best extensions out there. And when I found out that was open source, I was like, this is Microsoft? The same Microsoft that Bill Gates used to run? But again, different time, 2018. Uh, Microsoft even open sourced the Microsoft Edge JavaScript engine. Now, I know you heard me say Microsoft Edge, and you're probably thinking to yourself, Caleb, does anybody even use anything outside of Chrome and Safari? The answer is, sadly, the answer is yes. Some people still use IE, and Edge is a separate browser, but yes, some people do use that. And the fact that Microsoft is open source, the JavaScript engine, that gives you know the open source community a chance to fix the things that really frustrates them. You know, Microsoft also partnered with uh, Canonical to bring Ubuntu to Windows 10 and acquired Xamarin to assist with the mobile app development. The fact that you can run Linux on a Windows 10 machine, that's really, really cool. The fact that Xamarin is a tool where you can write your code in one programming language and make it mobile and responsive across several platforms, those are really promising and cool things to hear. So there's some positives. 
to Microsoft acquiring GitHub because I I feel they were already doing a lot of the groundwork. Again, they pretty much killed their own competition by I think it was called Codeflex. But ultimately, Microsoft is like, hey, we're going to get into the whole version control space. We've already been contributing to GitHub. And with this acquisition, they're just trying to push more toward that open source initiative. However, I want to reiterate, Microsoft has struggled gaining developers' love. And let me just bring back the phenomenal invention. Remember I mentioned how Microsoft acquired Nokia? Do you guys remember... Windows phones? <gasps> yes, the phenomenal Windows phone. When that came out, that was such a controversial device because if you were a Microsoft fan, you you thought you should get it, but you already had Android, which is kind of already going against iPhone. If you were a developer, you didn't know whether you should build applications for the Windows phone because you didn't know how many people were acting or adopt to them. Oh, did I mention all this happened after the fact, like Apple and Android had been out for so long that another smartphone carrier comes in to try to disrupt that industry and really has no idea how to disrupt it. Those types of things makes it hard to gain developers' trust. And when that came out and it flopped, I, I remember trying to develop something for Microsoft. And I literally sat there and I'm like, what's the business value? Why would I spend time building on building an application for a Microsoft phone like can build it on a Windows phone with the chance of actually making money and having it blow up through the Apple store where there's not even really a Windows store. So developer love has been very hard for Microsoft to acquire in years past. Now developers wanted to know if Microsoft plans to keep GitHub Atom text editor around. Given that it overlaps with Microsoft's VS Code editor, Friedman's answer and I quote, we will continue to develop and support both Atom and VS Code moving forward. Then he added some more context. And I quote, VS Code and Atom actually share a ton of history and code. And Microsoft and GitHub have collaborated on the foundational technologies for years. Most obviously, we work together on Electron, the common foundation for both editors. Microsoft began working with GitHub on Electron when it was announced in 2015 when it was still called Atom Shell. And before VS Code was announced, we joined their Slack channel and participated in hackathons and Microsoft has been a major contributor to Electron ever since. We also use Electron in many other products. End quote. Now, during this interview, Friedman said he was sad to see some developers spooked by the Microsoft purchase of GitHub and decided to move to alternative platforms like GitLab. But the downplay, the impact, you know, he pretty much repeated his pledge to try to earn developers' trust. He was trying to elaborate, like, look, this is a new Microsoft. This is a new time, a new age, everything I've been saying before. Now, the GitHub team reports that a set of users who have migrated or closed their account is extremely small and it's more than made up for the surge of new signups and new interest in GitHub this week. So, again, some people heard about Microsoft acquiring GitHub and it was like, move all your stuff over to GitLab. Others are like, you know what, maybe I'll give GitHub a try now. Now, this part of the episode, guys, I want to go over some key questions 
that I know some of you guys were asking me over on Twitter and some on Instagram. And we're just going to try to go high-level questions. I know some of you have concerns about this acquisition. Sharon's going to help me out, so let's get it started. Why did Microsoft previously reject open source? That's a good question, Sharon. I really believe it's simply due to one word, fear. I really believe Microsoft, you know, when you... When you get so good at something, you want this to rely on your bread and butter. But at some point, you might have to change your concept or philosophy. And I think with new leadership, I think with the new CEO in place, like all those things, they really make it look like, hey, we have to be open source. We can't just build everything in-house anymore. So yeah, I really want to sum that one up in one word. Fear. Will Microsoft open source GitHub? Another good question. Now, this is something interesting because part of it's already open source, but according to Friedman, uh, he said it's an interesting idea we're considering, but he doesn't foresee that uh, in the near future. Should developers expect Microsoft to add LinkedIn integration, Bing ads, Microsoft account sign-in requirements to GitHub now that it is its owner? Now, Sharon, this was one of my major concerns, and this is what we've even said during the pre-roll. But according to Friedman, they are trying to make it very obvious and very clear that they are buying GitHub, but they are not buying GitHub to turn it into Microsoft. They are buying GitHub because they believe it's important for developers and GitHub's unique role in the developer community. Their goal is to help GitHub be better at being GitHub, if anything. Which, to me, hearing that is good to hear because being such a big tech giant and so many people involved and so many stakeholders you truly get worried that somebody's going to get something like github in their hands and it's just going to go sour huh i feel this acquisition isn't so bad caleb it sounds like friedman is saying all the right things i'm down with this new microsoft open source projects Free software. What could go wrong? Yes, Sharon, on the surface, this looks like a solid acquisition. But I was a fan of Skype. I'm still a fan of LinkedIn. I no longer use Skype. I still use LinkedIn. So I'm almost like at a 50-50 with Microsoft. Actually, I take that back because I use VS Code. And when that came out, that's my favorite code editor now. So... Right now, things are looking very promising. I can tell my day one listeners, me personally, I'm hoping this goes in the right direction. I hope Microsoft doesn't tamper with what GitHub has and what they've done so well in. But like I've said, guys, I've been on GitLab my whole uh, software development career. I've used other editors like Eclipse and WebStorm. Uh, me being a Mac person, I don't use PowerShell. You know, I've really never been in a Microsoft space maybe dating myself back to like 2007 2006 so it's been a very long time for me to truly enjoy a microsoft product and there's some great products out there and with this acquisition i'm just curious what this new open source shift mindset movement whatever you want to call it is really going to be in the next few years it's really hard to tell because such a big acquisition you're not going to see it really take effect for another two or three years but you know, of course, we'll do another episode as they make announcements and more information gets divulged. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Please make sure to subscribe, comment, five star, share with your family and friends. I know for all my day one listeners, some of you guys are Team Apple and you're like, Microsoft, they don't do anything, right? They do do something right. And make sure to share with all the haters, all the people who love you. Like I say always, your family, your spouses, your nieces, your nephews, everybody. Share with your friends. Check us out on Patreon. We have our first campaign going. We got some great episodes and great content coming out in the near future. Stay tuned as episodes are dropping weekly. Expect a new episode out every Tuesday and additional episodes following that Tuesday. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace.